Hello and welcome to episode 1180 of The Sleeper and the Bust. It is Friday, May 26th. I'm your host, Paul Spohr. Joined this morning by Justin Mason. Justin, good morning. Good morning. How you doing? Oof, I'm doing all right. I'm tired, as you are. You're always more tired because it's always earlier over there, but it is an early one. I'm doing well, though. How's your How's your week been? Uh, kid has been sick, which has been uh, brutal. Uh, you know, the nice thing about school ending is hopefully she won't get as sick, though she's going to be going to summer camp. So who knows? I'm sure she'll still keep getting sick, which is school, school just ended, right? Uh, no, we uh, she still has like another week. So, oh, okay. Uh, My niece ended her last day was yesterday. So I didn't know how uniform it, I know it's not like uniform across the country or anything, but I didn't know how close. No, it's not even Texas uniform. It's not even uniform in the same area. Like my old, my oh, older okay. child, like is out next Thursday, and then my younger child, like, is until I think the ninth or something like that. So, and then when do they go back? Because my sister said that my niece is going back like the earliest ever, August tenth. Oh, ours is like August sixteenth. It's like, I, I mean, they barely get a summer. That's what I said. She's like. It's over two months. They'll be fine. She says as like uh, a mom and the mom of the neighborhood that takes the kids everywhere all the time. Yeah. So she's like two months is plenty. So I, I get it from her perspective. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, I think it ends up being tw- 10 or 11 weeks or something. But uh, They'll keep her busy. So that's good. Anyway, let's talk some baseball. We got a little bit of news to discuss and then we'll get into some two star guys. Uh, Let's start with Jake McCarthy coming back up for Dom Fletcher. You know, Fletcher hit the ground running. was looking like maybe he's overtaking this job from Alec Thomas because he was playing a lot of center as well while McCarthy was out. But now McCarthy's back, and it boots Fletcher back to the minors. Fletcher had come back to earth, too. It was really heavy uh, BABIP-influenced success, hitting 308 with a 373 BABIP. A little bit of pop, couple couple homers over two on the bases McCarthy I'm pretty intrigued by though because he was supposed to be a dude this year there was a lot of expectation for him where he was drafted and uh, it's been rough so far now you look at a 160 Babbitt you got to give him some leeway on that it's part of why he's hitting 143 7% homer to fly ball for McCarthy eating up the power not that he has a ton anyway and he's two for four on the bases where are you currently on McCarthy? Is he somebody that you're picking up if he's available in shallower formats? Are you out on him? Where do you cur- where do you currently stand? Uh, I mean, he was the guy that I was down on, comparatively speaking, to the market coming in the draft season, just because uh, I felt like a lot of what he did last year was unsustainable. Uh, that being said, uh, like you mentioned, he was just getting really, really bad Babbitt plug. I think his uh, XBA was like two fifty three. So, like, he should have been hitting 60, 70 points higher. Um, and we know he's got speed. Like, I don't yep. know that I buy the power that we saw last year, but the speed is absolutely legitimate. Uh, a guy who could be game-changing in the speed department. So, uh, I, I mean, if he's available in your league, if people dropped him and he needs stolen bases, I think he makes a lot of sense as a pickup this week. Yeah, I think so, too, with McCarthy. Being a speed pickup, um, I also agree that the power skepticism is is where I share things, and I just I wasn't sure that he's somebody that could totally be trusted to deliver even 
even kind of relatively modest power. I'm just like, I don't know what exactly we're getting here with Jake McCarthy. I wrote him up for the, um, I, I wrote him up for the forecaster and, you know, there was a swing change and some recent minor league work that had some power, even though his underlying numbers were like, uh, we're a little skeptical here. So we'll see what happens with McCarthy. I agree. If you need some speed and he has been cut, which is certainly happening, especially with him being on the IL. Or wait, was he, was he just flat out sent out or was he on the IL? Yeah, he was just flat out sent out. Like it was, That's right. Which was surprising because yeah, the Dimebacks has so bad. Yeah, but the Dimebacks are a smart organization. So, like, you would think that they would, their analytics department would be like, listen, we know that he's, you know, struggling, hitting his own body weight and stuff. But, True. like, he's getting super unlucky here. Uh, I think but, part of it might have been, though, like, you need to clear your head a little bit. This, is, this might be weighing on you because things just aren't working. You never know those ends of it, right, without being close to the team or, or having a, a source that lets you know because it, it might have just been one of those things because it was dreadful, man. And you got to yeah. wonder if he's just carrying every negative AB, thinking that I got to get four hits out of one at bat for Jake McCarthy to get out of this funk. So we'll see what happens. Definitely pick him up uh, where you need speed, but temper those power expectations. I, I think it could be, I think it could be a single digit pace, not just single digits from here forward, but how you would pace it out over 162 could still be a single digit home run total. Uh, this guy could give you power though. Maybe you can make up for that missing Jake McCarthy power by getting Nolan Jones as a Colorado Rocky. He said to be called up, called up this weekend, came over from Cleveland this off season, got a lot of power, got a lot of swing and miss. Uh, by the way, why can't El Reese Montero get called back up? He's actually tattooing the ball in triple play. In fairness, though, so was Nolan Jones. 12 homers, 5 steals, and a 11.93 OPS, which is good for a 182 WRC+. Plus. I point that out because, obviously, triple A in the PCL can be very, very friendly. You can see some really gaudy numbers not really generate off the charts WRC plus totals. But even scaled here, a one eighty two is still really good at triple play. Is Nolan Jones hitting your mixed league radar heading to Colorado? Uh, I think so. It's always hard with Colorado guys, though, because you just never know how they're going to use them at the major league level. I mean, Jones is a guy who's shown who can that he can hit for power, uh, but he just swings and misses so damn much. Uh, I know things were better in AAA this year. I mean, he only had an 8% swing strike rate. Uh, and only, Yeah, only striking out uh, 23% of the time while hitting for power and average and stealing some bases, you know. I mean, five the 5 for bases. 5 on the stolen bases is really catching my eye here with Nolan Jones and at AAA last year. It was only 55 games because uh, he played some in the majors. He was uh, 4 for 5. So now you take his whole AAA time, Oh, he played triple play in 2021, too. Okay, wow. We got to see if this guy can really stick or not. But he is now 19 for 22 at triple A with installment basis for Nolan Jones. So I don't know. Power is all I've known him before. I don't know if this is real speed or if this is smart base running. But even if it is just smart base running, that can be rewarded at the major league level, too, for Nolan Jones. Yeah, I, I agree. I mean, I think if you're looking for power, especially if the you know Rockies have – I haven't checked their schedule. I should actually. Well, they they're the just coming off of a full home stand, so I can't imagine that they have another week of home games. They might have one of their series, but this week was. I think was a one full of their home. series is. 
They go to Arizona and to KC actually but the whole week on the road oh. this upcoming week. Do you think that'll temper? Well, it shouldn't. Have, maybe a little bit, but like it shouldn't affect him as much because he hasn't been in Colorado, though. Is there a AAA team in Colorado? Not anymore. I think that I, I think the Colorado Springs team oh, got okay. moved to like high A because it was so wonky. Okay. And every pitcher died so, there. So I mean Yeah, maybe that won't affect him. They've got uh they've got two whole or a two way series, but then they come home for two home series uh next week. So they're uh, I would love to see it or the, the following week. I would love to see it tamp down bids a little bit, right? That that'd be kind of cool if it keeps going Jones bids. Excuse me. In check, that way you can maybe get a piece of Colorado without overpaying. It is seven games at least now. Is Nolan Jones a lefty? He is, and I am seeing one, just two lefties next week too. So this is not a bad setup. I like this, even though it's road. I like this pickup of Nolan Jones. Yeah, I, I mean, I think especially if you need power, power is such a hard thing to. Uh, uh, fine this year. I mean, I know like one yeah. of my biggest issues um, is, is home runs right now. Like I've got leagues where I'm leading in runs and RBIs, but like in like the middle of the pack in home runs. So uh, like Nolan Jones I is one of those that. guys where it's like, okay, you know, I, I could definitely use him uh, to kind of beef up my, uh, my CI or my, my outfield, depending on where he's eligible. So um, yeah, I'm interested. I'm definitely uh, – he's definitely a guy who's going to be on my radar for Fab this week. Yeah, I'm going to see where, where things are at. If I can utilize him, I think Nolan Jones could be a nice pickup. Let's get into the two-step pitchers. Got a bunch of them this week. Obviously, I don't include the obvious guys. You're not going to here's tell you that Zach Gallon is a start. You all know that. We uh, definitely are going for him. But let's start with his teammate, Ryan Nelson. Gets a double home step here, Colorado and Atlanta. Is that worth taking a shot on Ryan Nelson anywhere? Oh, um, it's hard because like the Colorado one is for sure, uh, especially because he's quietly been really, really good his last uh, few starts. Um, yeah. And so, yeah, it all comes down to command with him. When, when he's given up home runs, like he is a – he's just an unusable pitcher. And when he's not given up home runs, he's a pretty interesting pitcher. Uh, it's hard because his last two starts that have been really good have been against teams that really, really struggle against left-handed pitching. You know, the A's are awful just against pitching in general. And the Phillies... <laughs> pitching. Yeah. The Phillies have been, like, one of the worst teams in baseball against left-handed pitching this year. They're yeah, they 20, have. 25th in Major League Baseball, uh, if I remember correctly. So uh, the Rockies are a team that aren't bad versus lefties, but this is, uh, you know, their first series uh, on the road after a long homestand, which is always, uh, you know, something uh, the Rockies struggle with. Uh, and Atlanta's pretty good against lefty pitching as well. So I think this is probably what I'm going to skip, but I can understand making the argument for him considering how good he's been recently. I just think it's probably a facade because of the teams he was facing. Yeah, I think that's fair to not necessarily believe in what Ryan Nelson's been doing because he's been picking on the schedule. I'd really like to be in a situation where I could, you know, a daily league, I think I might take the Colorado shot in a deeper mm -hmm. situation. But then I I know Atlanta, I think in their last 30 days, they haven't been uh, as strong. I still don't think I want to take a shot with Ryan Nelson against them. Mm -hmm. um, now, it, it can just go so bad so quickly. 
you were talking about Philly against lefties, right? Nelson is a righty. Oh, why was I thinking he was a lefty? So, um, then definitely I not. I definitely, um, well, well, does that make the Phillies start more impressive though? Because they're not it do, it as much against lefties. It definitely makes it definitely makes it more impressive, especially because he had no walks. Mm-hmm. But he did give up four walks against the A's, which is just... which. That's that's something. <laughs> yeah, uh, don't love that. Yeah, I don't know. I just. I think he's, uh, I think he's just one of those guys that um, you stream in good matchups. So again, the Rockies start. I can make the argument. Um, is is the Rockies at home good enough to, I don't to take so. on the Atlanta? Okay, okay. That, that's really that. the question then for like fifteen teamers and and deeper. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, I, I don't think you want to get in on this, and I totally understand it. Uh, let's move over to Bryce Elder. This is more for shallows because I think he's I think he's an easy start in deep release. Mm-hmm. I'm not even sure that I almost didn't put him on the list. If anything, I wanted to put him on just to give him his praise as Bryce Elder, somebody that I'm starting pretty much everywhere. So you know my answer. I'll give you the matchups. They're at Oakland and at Arizona. Even if they were a good bit harder, I think I'm slam dunking this. Elder's been wonderful. He has an NL best 201 ERA uh, with a 117 whip. The ERA will go up, sure, but you look at a 345 FIP, uh, and that can give you some, you know, good feeling about where he's at. Are you starting Bryce Elder pretty much everywhere? Because that's where I'm at right now. I mean, I think you have to, but I mean, this is pretty fraudulent. Um, you know, he's a guy who just gives up so How's much time. I mean, it's a 425 XERA. Um, like he's just he gives up so much contact that at some point balls are going to start fi- uh, finding the hole. Uh, I just, you know, it's, he's been lucky in the strand rate. Um, I guess the Babbitt's not super lucky or anything like that. Yeah, 296. The Fine. left on base um, rate is, is pretty gaudy. 87%. Um, you're looking at like low to mid seventies is kind of the average. He was at 79 last year. Elder was for 54 innings, a similar sample here. I don't know. I mean, again, I'm not saying 201 ERA, but I look at the 377 Sierra, 345 FIP. What what is what's the disconnect between like Sierra and XERA? Why are they so I mean I think, I'm not I think, I'm not familiar with the inner workings of XERA, pardon me. Uh my under, I'm I'm not I'm not I'm no data scientist when it comes to when it comes to X guys. Uh so maybe this is a better question for like Alex Fast, but uh my understanding is, you know, given the situations um and the batted ball profile, like the XERA is what you know, he deserved, whereas Sierra kind of takes more in account just underlying skills, uh, you know, Got and it. so the underlying skills are still pretty good, right? 377 ERA. Uh, I don't know. I, I think these things heat up in the summer. I think balls are going to find more holes. Balls are going to go over the fence. 57% ground ball rate, too, though, yeah. and big cut into his walk rate. Elder cut from 10% last year to 7% this year. He has been kind of up and down in the minors. Um, I mean, he doesn't have a lot of long stops. Like uh, AAA last year, 7% in 105 innings. That's pretty good. AAA the year before was only 37 innings, 14%. So, you know, literally cut it in half. I think over his career, Elder has been a better control guy. I don't know. I like him. Obviously, with the Oakland start here, it's pretty easy to start this this week anywhere. But I think I'm a little bit more bullish on him long term than you. He looks like he schedules for Washington after this, which... I'm okay with. They don't strike out a ton. He doesn't get a lot of strikeouts. 
he'll probably have them hitting weak grounders all over the place. So yeah, I, and I, like I mean they're they're really bad against right-handed pitching. So yeah. like I think that they're they're a much better team against lefties. Uh, so I mean you just kind of keep rolling with Elder until it falls apart uh, because I mean this could be a Miles Nicholas like type season like last year yeah. where like it's he just kept it going even though you you were like it was scary the entire time. Uh, so yeah, I'm, I'm rolling with elder until, uh, the wheels fall off. I mean, he's not available pretty much in any league. He's like 87% in Yahoo. So, Oh, that's um, good. That's good. So he is yeah. starting to be heavily rostered everywhere mm-hmm. as he should. Bryce elder looking pretty nice. So just want to make sure that those, uh, shallow league folks have the confidence to start him as they should. What about Tyler Wells? He gets Cleveland and a trip to San Francisco. I like Tyler Wells. Um, he does a lot of good. I think he's kind of like maybe a premium brand. You say Kikuchi. Decent skills, strikeout and walk ratio, 19%, but a home run problem. Um, the thing that saves Wells over Kikuchi is that his whip is down so that he's not putting on a ton of guys. But 167 Babip says, be careful. 88% left on base rate says, watch out. So I'm looking at the 392 Sierra against his 345 ERA. And there's a 406 X ERA. So there are factors here that like what uh, Tyler Wells is doing. Are you going to take on that home run risk and start him here uh, versus Cleveland at San Francisco? I'm going to go with a yes. What about you, Tyler Wells? Yeah, because the home parks are so good. I think I will. I mean, he, he I mean, the home run rate at home isn't great. Uh, but it is better than it is on the road. Uh, you mm-hmm. know, Canada just does such a good job of protecting. San Francisco is a pretty good place to pitch. I'm not super worried about San Francisco's offense, even though uh, they haven't necessarily been bad. Uh, so yeah, but I think you, but I, you don't run from them. You're saying no, and yeah, I, exactly. I yeah, there's just you know, like they've got individual players that you're like, okay. You know, you're a little bit afraid of Conforto and Conforto's mm-hmm. swinging the bat well. He's been hitting well. Yeah, yeah he's been fantastic, uh, which is like one of those things where I'm so worried about the trade deadline for San Francisco because <laughs> they've got him on that one year plus the uh, plus the, the opt-out year. So, uh, like, is the, are they going to be able to trade him because they weren't able to trade Rodon last year? Uh, yeah, that will be... That will be interesting because, yeah, he can opt out as long as he hits 350 plate appearances. There's a chance that we pretty much know that by the deadline. He's at 180 mm-hmm. right now. But Conforto is raking. Could be some uh, could be some nice trade opportunity there, at least for the second half uh, with what he's doing. I hope he stays healthy. I like Conforto. It's nice to see him healthy and raking right now. I'd like to see a full season from him. But, yeah, we're going to go with Tyler Wells here. He gets KC the following week, which they did get to him a bit for three homers in the at the beginning of the month in KC, which was kind of annoying and spoiled a uh, uh, what could have been a really good outing. He still got the win there, six innings, four runs, four strikeouts with the win. But yeah, I like where Tyler Wells is at. The homers are a little bit worrisome, but deep league formats, I really like him. I think even in shallows, I'm going to take the two-step opportunity here. Mm-hmm. What about Brian Bayo? He gets Cincinnati at home and Tampa Bay also at home. So double home start, bringing in Cincy, bringing in Tampa Bay. Tampa Bay one is, of course, scary, but Brian Bayo interesting young arm is there enough there that you're going to take this on and and take on the tampa bay start with bayo in spite of the fact he gave up two home runs and home runs have been one of his biggest issues as a starter uh the his most recent start against the angels was the most impressive start i think awesome. of his career like he was I, really I really sharp uh you know the 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 breaking stuff was amazing uh 
I, you know, yeah, he got hit for, for two home runs. But that's all he gave up because he didn't allow a single walk in the entire outing, went seven innings. So, yeah, a couple uh, of solos. Moniak led the game off with one, and then Matt Theis got him in the fifth, and that was it off Bayo. Seven innings, six hits, two runs, six punches, no walks, like you mentioned, too, which is really nice there. And the Angels are terrifying right now to go against. Yeah. And I mean, the hard part with this. Uh, with this two-step is Tampa Bay is pretty terrifying to go against too. Sure. So uh, I think I would roll with it in 15 team leagues because he's been so impressive. And I mean, one of what was my big fear about him when we talked about him a week or two ago uh, was that, uh, that at some point they were going to send him back down to the minor leagues. But now that Kluber's out of the rotation, uh, made the move. Bullpen, uh, I think he's safe uh, for a while. So I think so too. They realize uh, yeah, I, his upside is rich. Sorry, go ahead. Well, they realize there's a future with him, whereas Kluber doesn't have a future in Boston. Exactly. Exactly. So. There's there's no reason to keep keep starting Kluber. He just doesn't really have it anymore. And I think it'd be foolish to to stick with him over Bayo. So uh yeah, I start Bayo in twelves as well. And I would consider it in tens. Yeah, depends I think where I'm at. But I think yeah, I think it depends. Yeah, I mean, like it's I, on I don't the know table. if he's a I don't know if he's a must-start in 10s or 12s. I, uh, I agree, I, but I think it's firmly on the table for Bayo. For sure. Yeah. I think he's yeah, <laughs> worth arguing for. Shallow leagues only here with Marcus Stroman. I don't think you have an opportunity to really sit him in deep leagues unless you've got a great rotation and good for you. It is Tampa Bay and at San Diego, though. I feel like Stroman's been himself, which is a really quality mid-rotation kind of guy with a, a decent ERA and a good whip. Uh, but are you starting him in shallow leagues? The K's per usual, given that he is the Stroman that we know. The ERA is is better at 295, but the core skills say he's the same guy he's always been, mid to upper threes fit. And the Ks are, are light, and Tampa Bay is on the slate. So with those factors, are you starting Stroman in a 10, Tampa Bay and at San Diego? I mean, I think it, it's definitely dependent on the rest of your team and what your other options are, but I think he's definitely viable to start. Um, what, about, I mean, what about versus Bayo? I think it in I think it's it depends on how bad your or good your ratios are. If your ratios are good and you're trying to protect them, um maybe go Stro. Maybe go Stroman. Yeah. And if you're chasing K's and mm-hmm. and dubs. Cubs haven't been bad, but I the Red Sox have been better. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know who has the better win potential there. I'm not going to necessarily give that to Bayo 100 percent because he's a he's more likely to go five and dive, whereas Stroke can go seven easily. So yeah. I I think they're very close. I do agree with you to kind of maybe look at what your team makeup is right now between ratios and strikeouts, and maybe let that be the deciding factor. They're both firmly on the table for ten team consideration. Mm-hmm. Right? Absolutely, and ni- neither being a must. Mm-hmm. All right, what about Ben Lively? Had another, uh, or a good outing. Was it his first good outing or second? Uh, he had a good outing. I do know that for sure. Let me let me pull it up here. Let's see. He has uh, 17 good innings. So it's two starts, two relief appearances, 27% K rate, 5% walk, good for a 265 ERA and .88 whip. It's a very small sample, but things are going well right now. Uh, tiny Babip, obscene left on base rate. Those things will smooth out. Ben Lively has to go to Boston, which for me kind of eliminates it. We could move on, but I'll go through the whole thing at Boston, home to Milwaukee, some early success from Ben Lively. Is it enough to get you intrigued for the Cincinnati uh, right-hander? It is. 
the skills look really good and interesting. I'm not letting the ball get put in the air. Mm-hmm. Um, he's given up a lot of contact, and when the ball is in the air, it is going over the fence, um, which is a bit scary. So Yeah, because even with this setup here with all that good stuff, I mentioned with the BABIP and the left on base rate, Ben Lively does have a 1-6 homer 9. So that's like yeah. kind of the one fly in the ointment, but it's a big old fly. Yeah, um, I don't know. Like, I, I feel like this is one of those like situations that can go really wrong really, really fast. Completely um, agree. And with the at Boston, like I said, that is pretty pretty much exclusionary for me at that point where I'm out. Like, um, I don't think – I think I'd start Ryan Nelson over him. Oh, yeah, I for sure would start Ryan Nelson. Okay, so now I think we're, we're pretty fringe on this. Um, and again, I just, I, I, I think like he is a 15 team gamble at best. And yeah. I think, yep. I think there are going to be teams where they go, would I rather have one good start, you know, uh, from, you know, Joe Schmo pitcher as opposed to, uh, a really bad, you know, potential two-step from Ben Lively. I think that's a great way to put it. Uh, like Michael Lorenzen at the White Sox, they're not hitting particularly well. Yeah. I think I would probably I that's go the Reds. Yeah. I think I would too. So, yeah, be careful with Wiley. Except that Red Sox one, I just can't get over that. Milwaukee's not scaring you right now, although they can hit homers. That's kind of the one thing that they can do mm-hmm. when they do rise up. So be careful with the lively start. I uh, just want to make sure that the, this guy's an auto start for you. I, I feel like he is, but I just want to check in on Logan Allen with Cleveland. He's going to Baltimore and Minnesota. Again, deep leagues, I don't think you have a choice. Shallow leagues is, is – Logan Allen just set it and forget it for you? I think so at this point, though. There are some concerning things with the underlying skill. He gives up a lot of contact. He's got a 402 Sierra. Um, okay. I do wonder if like he is just getting a, a tad bit lucky. Let's see what his XRA is. XRA is 495. Oh. So he's actually deserved almost a 5 ERA. Uh, because of the amount of contacts getting just finding gloves, I think, for the most well, part. Well, not even all the time, though. Ten and a half hits per nine. Yeah. That's the thing here. But I like the 12% swing and strike rate for Logan mm-hmm. Allen. 16% strikeout minus walk is a solid foundation, not allowing too many homers. And you have to wonder, is it a 347 Babbitt because he's getting knocked around a bit, or has he been unlucky to have such a high Babbitt? What do you see anything in the underlying skills here that tell you one way or the other on that with Logan Allen and his high Babbitt? Um, I think the Babbitt definitely should. I mean, I don't think it should be three forty-seven, but I think, I mean, he does put a lot of balls in play. He's given up like almost eighty-eight percent zone contact, and people are really aggressive on him in the zone. So he's not getting people to like hold off on the balls in the zone. 11% uh, barrel rate is pretty high too. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like he is kind of walking a tight road, a tight, okay. uh, tight rope right now. I can't talk at six o'clock in the morning. <laughs> um, and I do think there are going to be some, I don't want to necessarily call them blow up, but bad outings, um, you know, down the road, five innings, him, four so. runs type of type of outings. Those, those mm-hmm. ones that can kind of pile up where they're kind of stinky. Now, if he gets the K's, he's at 23% strikeout rate. Um, and if he leverages that uh, 12% swing strike rate for a few more Ks, you can soften the blow on those. And if his offense, I mean, that's the tough part though, too, is last year when a, when a guardians guy maybe had a five inning four run, um, they could get a win because the yeah. offense was good. 
This year, it's like that's an auto loss. They lost yeah. four to one probably because the offense is so dreadful. So that does make it tough. I do still think I'm sticking with Allen here, but I think you're right to point out that it's not all sunshine and roses, and you should still be checking in on him week to week. Let me tell you this. He has Houston the following week. They have not been super scary, but we know they can still rise up. How do you, let, Let's say this goes fine. One of the starts is mediocre and one of the starts is good. You can pick which is which between the Baltimore and the Minnesota for Logan Allen. So you come out of the week feeling the way you do currently about him. Would you then start him against Houston Logan Allen in shallow format still? I think even before this two-step, I'm looking to try to trade him in leagues. You know, I think that's fair because I, th- I think there's still some a- hype. Yeah, there's still hype. He's top tier prospect. Uh, you know, and um you might be able to leverage the fact he's got a two start week as a way to dump him uh yeah. this week for something of, of value, maybe offensively. So uh not I mean, if if you're in a place where you know you're not gonna get fair value or you can't trade, like you're just rolling with him and hoping for the best. Um, but yeah, some of the underlying numbers scare the crap out of me. Do you think now I I know I've had some folks in my Twitch chat. They've they've shot higher than this. So you might originally think like, Paul, you're crazy on this one. But going higher than what I'm about to say hasn't really worked. So do you think you could do like a Christopher Morell Logan Allen trade? <laughs> so one guy is walking a tightrope for another guy is walking a yeah, tightrope. Pitching um, tightrope for hitting tightrope, but both teams kind of have the that offensive and I don't know. Need. I think you might need to include more than Logan Allen right now. I mean that's kind of what I'm thinking. But I like I said, if you go too much higher on the pitching, at least anecdotally, I'm I'm talking a few mm-hmm. people in my chat have come in trying to get other guys that are above Logan Allen, but not crazy. They're not asking for Spencer Strider, and it hasn't been working. I think at I know the on, anecdotal market is, is worried about Morrell enough to not trade too much pitching. I know on the Sunday Rotor podcast, Jeff like went through like the Yahoo trades that mm-hmm. have recently happened for Chris Morrell, and one of them was Michael Harris. And I'm oh. like, oh, that's I that's would, an interesting challenge trade. It is an interesting challenge trade, and I I, I mean I think I'd do that in a heartbeat if I'm the uh, if I'm the Morrell uh, owner. Um, You'd take Harris. Yeah, just because. I mean, if Harris continues to struggle, I think he's still at least going to play because of the defense. Um, And, I mean, the contract they just gave him, right? And I I would, too, by the way. And we say that as anti-Harris guys. Yeah, yeah, we've been anti. We didn't like him at his price. Um, You know, we're not saying that he's going to stay at a 31 WRC+, plus, but I, too, would take Morrell for him. Yeah. And I think that's... I think that could happen. It did happen. The Yahoo trade was read off by mm-hmm. Jeff, but I do think that could still happen. It's just interesting selling Morell out there because I think people are interested, but they, they're not going to pay full price. And I wonder if Logan Allen just might be a, like you said, tightrope for tightrope type of guy uh, trade there that you might mm-hmm. be interested in if the needs match up. Uh, <laughs> how many fucking two steps this guy got, dude? Kyle Freeland at Arizona and at Casey. <laughs> I and and they're both on the time. road again. That's what I'm so, saying. They're, they're, um, they're double road. Do they do they just not pitch them at home just to try to you know? Take I would appreciate of, that. So yeah. okay, the week that we first talked about him, I was more pro. You were anti. You were right, and I got talked out of even bidding on him by my my the famed mm-hmm. uh, my friend Greg. He's, he's my Bob Sacamano here. Um, oh, good reference. 
Thank you. His his most recent bad start for Kyle Freeland was on the road at Texas. No shade because Texas is tough, but it wasn't even in Colorado. His mm-hmm. two previous starts in Colorado were both gems. Um, and then the start before that was at Pittsburgh. Great. He's been great for five out of his last six. The problem is that six that started Texas, two innings, eight runs, five of them earned nine hits, erases probably all three of the previous good ones. That's the problem and the scary part with Kyle Freeland, which is what you were trying to point out when you were so stridently against him. But with the double roadies here at Arizona, at KC, is there any deep league interest here now that we're a month, month and a half after we uh, originally had our Kyle Freeland discussion? I mean, not for me, uh, even... I mean the number the underlying numbers are just so bad. They're just so bad. I know, Even on but the they road, always are with him, right? He's he's got a 485 XFIP and a 542 <laughs> FIP on the road this year. Um Jesus. and the strikeouts disappear on the road. Uh yeah, and there, there aren't many to disappear as it is. Yeah, like, how do you disappear 20, something that doesn't exist? He's got a 20% strikeout at home and a 12% strikeout on the road. Oh, my uh, God. This is Cal Freeland we're talking and, about. In a That's 138 terrible. road whip. So, I don't – yes, the ERA is sparkling at, you know, sparkling, uh, you know, at home and on the road, but his whip is a killer. So, no, I don't think I am – like, I, I just – And no case to protect it either right because oh, the bad way 93 and a half percent zone contact rate like nobody is like people are swinging but they're not missing you were talking about logan allen having trouble at 88 this yeah. is five points higher so had this to bring him up a, that would be elite contact for <laughs> yeah exactly exactly you would love that had to bring it up just because you're becoming a little bit of a meme here but uh, i'm also not not going for this at arizona at casey and i will say um People know that Arizona is like a pretty decent team, even against lefties, because they do have a lot of lefties. But they're 11th at home against KC or against the um, lefties in Woba. But KC is 14th, so they're not. It, it's not like it's one up, one down here. I think KC against lefties, you got to be a little careful with too, because they're actually hitting that side of the ball. And if you go last 30 days, which I often like to look at to kind of see where a team's at recently, KC jumps up to ninth at home against lefties. So I think we're out on Freeland here. Um, you'd have to be pretty, pretty low in the in the rankings to to go for him. All right, what about this dickhead? <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. I keep roasting him, but I do like Michael Kopech. I want him to be good. He's not on my team anymore. I do wish him the best. <laughs> it's two gems now, though, and he looks different, right? I don't know if you've watched yeah, either, if you've yeah. just studied mm-hmm. the numbers. He's different than the guy that yeah. we a month ago he's looking like the guy he was in spring training that we were super excited about um this i mean this has been so frustrating uh because in my main event i got the most recent one but i didn't get the one previous um and in my auction league i started kyle bradish's two-step over him uh for i guess you know instead of taking him and yuri perez's two-step uh perez Perez did right in colorado he did okay, but like I mean, you still survived. Like you, you you're starting him for the reason you started him was for the weekend start. You, you mm-hmm. know, the Colorado one wasn't the one that's supposed to like pop off for you. The weekend start could crush you too because it's like at Los Angeles. That's true. It, it was yeah, a really so. difficult two step for Perez, but I co signed um, going. Yeah, 
So what so, about going I, back there? I he think, gets the Angels and Tigers. Sorry, Angels and Tigers at home. What do you think? I think he's a must start right now. I, I think, think so too. Even I, I know the that Angels. the Angels, yeah, are a tough team, but the Tigers are not a tough team. Mm-hmm. And I mean, he is just pitching lights out. You know, you just kind of praying he keeps up these skills that we've seen over the last two starts and um, and uh, stays healthy because I mean, health yep. has always been a major issue with Kopech. So. Uh, I'm rolling him out everywhere I got him. I still have him. I, I didn't drop him in any league. So uh, good on you my, for staying the course. My stubbornness I, pays off. There you once. go. Som- sometimes it works. I think this was Mike Curland who said this, um, but I'm not. Tar- maybe it was Chris Towers. One of those two. Maybe. Maybe none of them. But I want to say it was one of those two who were talking about Kopech and saying, "Yes, I have changed my opinion in two starts because he is markedly different right now. Mm-hmm. He looks like a different pitcher." So why wouldn't I like, why would, you know, talk about stubbornness. Like, why would I just bury my head? You know, I cut him so I could be like, Oh no, he sucks. Still. I hate him. Blah, blah, blah. No. Uh, I look at the Kopech here in the last two starts. Like we've said, this was the guy that you and I drafted thinking like he could be a gem for us as a later round pick. And so I have changed my tune in two starts. I do believe he's a uh, auto start this week with the two step. I'll tell you this much too. Even in a daily league, I would start him against the Angels, even if I didn't have yeah. to, and I could still get the Tiger start. I'm seeing where this goes right now. That's I mean, every single one of his pitches is better right now. You yes. look at like the pitch values on every single one of his pitches, and they've improved. Uh, yeah, and I am I'm rolling. I think he's a must start in, against any opponent right now. Yep, yep. Michael Kopech, we're in. I didn't put Giolito on because despite yesterday's start against Tigers, I don't think we're worried. Right? He walked a bunch. They burned him for it. I think it's just a bad start, but he's pretty yeah. much back. Okay, I, yeah, I sure. think yeah. I don't know if he's back, back, but he's 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 back to being a must start. So yeah, I mean, go look at the skills. He's back, back. I think he's the guy he was in twenty twenty one. And, and frankly, the skills were pretty much there last year too. That was the tough part about Giolito was that the the hit rate was the big difference. Um, and, and some walks too, but that was kind of the issue, but I think his skills are, are pretty much right, right in line, uh, outside of those walks from yesterday. Let's move on to Matthew Boyd. He gets Texas at home and then a trip to those white Sox facing the aforementioned Giolito, Matthew Boyd, you know, I'm a Boyd boy. I like him, but, uh, it really hasn't been there this year. This looks like old Matthew Boyd from the Tigers, who was a home run machine, who just is nerve wracking to watch. I'm probably sitting this out. I want him to be good, but I, I, I don't know if I can get there. The last two starts have been okay. I mean, the KC start was actually pretty good, but he only went four and two-thirds with one run because uh, they ran his pitch count up to forty uh, to 86. Where are you at on Matthew Boyd right now? No, not against Texas. Like, I just – That's the scary got, part. Yeah, their, their offense is just so good right now. Um, you know, Dolores Garcia is like the MVP of the league. Shut I mean – <laughs> By the yeah, way, that I, I want to point out, it wasn't just like pitch count. Um, it was playing the matchups too. Bobby Witt was coming up. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so they thought it was the time to go to the righty there and not give Witt a third shot at Boyd. So uh, anyway, but yeah, Texas is particularly scary. The White Sox are not, but I don't think I want to take on the Texas start just to get the White Sox one with Matthew. But he hasn't been good enough to earn that. No, no, not at all. Okay, let's move on then to the two Houston guys. These are their lower end. Uh, you know, Brown, Valdez, Javier, auto starts. But J.P. France, Brandon Belak have done some things. Each of them have kind of shown some flashes. I don't know if either is getting here, especially when I, I tell you the second start. They're both at home. I'll give you the good news there. 
Minnesota and the Angels. JP France, Brandon like any world where you're starting either. Oh, yeah. I think in 15 team leagues, I'm definitely entertaining it. Um, both or what yeah. one or the other specifically? I think both. Uh, I mean, they've both been fairly good. France's big issue is can he keep the ball in the yard, yep. which is a little bit more scary against the Angels uh, than it is for, for Belak. So, so is Belak, though. He's up at 2.1 right now as well. Yeah. So they're both home run uh, machines, but they've shown some decent underlying skills. 15% strikeout minus walk for France to only 12% for Belak because he doesn't miss bats. Although I will say his 11% swing strike rate could be generating more than his 20% K rate. So there, there is a little upside there. But he's rocking a 92 left on base rate, Belak is, and that's saving him. It's 90 for France. Wow, they really are kind of carbon copies of each other. Yeah, well, and but Belak's whip is 154. Um, so yeah, like that only rate. really giving you, uh, let's see what is, uh, yeah, I mean, at least France's whip is 119. So it's not, it's not murdering you in the same way. And be, or, uh, in France's underlying skills are a little bit better. It's, you know, the 81.6% zone contact. The, the problem is he's just not getting the swings outside of the zone. And so the swing yeah. straight grade is, is pretty paltry. Uh, but he's not he's not allowing a lot of contact. So I think if I'm making a decision between the two, I'm I'm starting France uh, over Belak. But I think, oh man, I, you know I probably wouldn't start Belak. I just I th- no Belak for sure for me. Yeah. And France is at least in deeper the leagues only deeper consideration, but not a must here. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think we talked about this randomly. But I, I want to point it out again. KC has such a weird schedule next week. They play Monday, Tuesday, and they're off Wednesday, Thursday. So bizarre. Why? Um, so like, I just I, don't I, get I, that. I, I don't. This is, no, because last time I think it was the Cardinals. Um, there has to be something. Well, they are playing the Cardinals. So the Cardinals might have the same schedule. Maybe that's what we oh, talked maybe, about. It. Yeah, that's, that's what it is. Yeah, it. yeah, you're exactly right. So they have the same schedule because they're playing KC. Then they both get those two days off and then they have a three game weekend. It's not that the it's not the five games either. We're familiar with the five game. It's that it's usually Monday off, Tuesday, Wednesday play, Thursday off. It's the two days off in a row that is particularly weird to us. So I don't know. Um, I don't know what's going on there, but it's interesting. So Casey has no two-step. Let's move on to the Angels. Jaime Berea. Always had a soft spot for this guy. He's not super great or anything. He's not like a prospect or anything anymore. He's uh, 27 years old. But he's always been kind of decent. Always put up some decent bouts of, of work. He's at a 161 ERA and a .86 whip right now in 28 innings. Obviously, those are sky high or very low, as it were. But he's he's above his skis is what I'm trying to say. 25% K rate though, 6% walk. There's some elements here that are definitely working. 333 Sierra. Uh, is Jaime Berea on your radar at all with trips to the White Sox and Houston on tap? Man, the Houston start is so scary. <clears throat> but the skills are really good, like you mentioned. Uh... Is it scary yeah. with the way they've been playing lately? Houston, last 30 against righties I, at, I know. at home. I, they're 20th. I know. They're Houston. It's still, right? it's They've still, got it's talent. Still Houston. Yeah. I mean, you know, talent up and down that lineup. Uh, I th- I think the skills are good enough where you can risk it in deeper leagues. Um, Even I don't for know the that full in- year, 23rd in Woba. Sorry. I just want to say Houston. They're not. I, I would consider it in deep. I'm playing it, Berea, in deep leagues. I'm considering it in 12s. Yeah, I think it's fair. 
So yeah, I like Jaime Bria. Check out, you know, check your wire. He's a lot of availability. He's not a two-step, but I just want to throw in one other guy on their team because he's somebody I've been recommending at points this year, but he keeps disappointing me. Is Griffin Canning on your deep league radar? No. I mean he's, he's just not doing enough. I, and I, I get mean, it, I by think, the way. I think any pitcher with a intact UCL in deeper leagues is probably on your radar in, you know. So but you say I, any pitcher with an intact UCL? Yeah. <laughs> So he's coming off but, seven scoreless against Boston. That's another reason it I was asked not impressed. It was okay. Not I didn't, I didn't see so it. I'm was, box score scouting was, on that. Yeah. One. Yeah. You can go read my rotor write up from that day. And, uh, and I broke it down. Like he, he just got lucky. Like it okay. just was, it was not a, an impressive start. Like the pitches did not look good. It there was just, only five K's three yeah. walks. So mm-hmm. that, that makes sense from what you're saying there. Okay. So don't get too hung up on that. And he gets a trip to the white Sox. Like you said, he has an intact UCL, so it's it's something to look at in 15s. But I think the name this one this is yeah name. this one could go like extremely wrong in both. Like this is one yeah. where you can just get burned twice. Be, and, be careful with with yeah. no no he he's not a two step. He's just the one. I just wanted to oh, oh okay because uh, yeah no he, he kind of catches my eye every once in a while. But he's available for a reason. Um, yeah. this guy had a great debut. He's going to be the the hot fab pickup of the week. You comfortable with Bobby Miller home to Washington and the Yankees after his debut? I mean, I think you have to start him no matter what, but I do not feel super comfortable with okay. this two-step. Uh, Washington really good against left-handed pitching. and Bobby Miller's a righty. Why do I keep doing that? <laughs> There's certain guys I do that with. In fact, one of them we've talked about today, and I'm, I'm pretty impressed that I didn't do it. I always make Bryce Elder a lefty. I think it's because I he's like, yeah. he's got like the low strike. He's kind of a crafty guy. I think my brain just automatically flips him to left. Oh, it's because no. he bat. It's because Miller bats, bats left. left. Yes. Yeah. So you've bats seen left. the L up there yeah. in the upper right of mm-hmm. his profile, but that is bats left throws right. So he, Washington I and mean, the Yankees. So he was super, super impressive in that start. Like he just, it's a hundred mile an hour fastball with, you know, pretty good breaking stuff. Um, it's still the Yankees, though, and that does scare me a little bit. But I don't know. And like he, he, he might not get mediocre. K's against Washington. He could be mediocre though in both starts and still get wins. Like all he's exactly. got to do is get to five. And yep. I mean, you know, the the, the Dodgers. I mean, I, I guess you say arguably, but they're the best team in baseball. Uh, in spite oh, of the fact yeah. they lost so much talent, like they're still yeah. like. So frustrating. As a we talked about it all yeah. offseason, too. Yeah, we're like, they're not the full-on Avengers anymore, this, that, and the other. They don't have the pitching depth. They're 31 no, and 20. They're, and they're still, the, they're, yeah, still the Avengers. Like, they just, you know, they replace, you know, Robert Downey Jr. with, you know, whoever. And, uh, you know, they just keep rolling along. They moved along. down a couple from the from the Iron Man and the Captain America to, like, yeah. second-tier comic book characters yeah. that if I had more knowledge, I would name. But, like, they're still amazing. They're like Winter Soldier and, <laughs> I don't know, like, I don't know. I don't know. I don't, I'm not, I, yeah, I, I don't know enough about Marvel. To, like, I watch a lot, a lot of, them, of the movies, yeah. but I don't know all the back. I watch yeah, them, yeah. and I got to be honest, I forget what had happened in the in the one previous to it. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I just enjoy them. I, I, I yeah. go there they for my still, two they, hours of enjoyment. They still have Groot. Groot's still yeah. there. Groot's there. I love the mm-hmm. raccoon. And in the newest mm-hmm. one that I haven't seen yet, there's an otter mm-hmm. with the raccoon. That's for Guardians yeah. of the Galaxy. I um, don't want to see that. Uh, I'm I'm looking forward to your your review of that movie. I I cannot wait to see. I just want to see the honor. It, it was very it was very good. 
I heard it was. Uh, Sandy Alcantara, you're not benching him anywhere. He was he survived in Coors. San Diego, Oakland, both at home. This be this could be a good week to get right for him. By the way, mm-hmm. um, Adrian Hauser, trip to Toronto, trip to Cincy. I think those are eliminating on their yeah. own. Like he's a streamer. There are worlds where you know he has the right two matchups. These are not those. These are home run friendly places against home run friendly teams that could make Hauser look bad. Uh, let's get Minnesota. Sunny Gray, uh, Joe Ryan, automatics. Kodai Senga. I don't think he's necessarily an automatic in shower leagues because of that whip. He gets Philly and Toronto at home. The walks are the issue. Everything else, like, you know, comes together pretty nicely. But I say everything else, those walks are really poisoning the whip. It's a one five mm-hmm. whip because of a 15% walk rate, Justin. 29% K in a sub four ERA. So you like that. Win probability is pretty high with the Mets, even though they're not playing their best right now. Are you taking the Sanga shot in shallower formats? Let's let's zero in on tens and twelves here because I think in fifteens you got to kind of roll with them with those Ks, uh, unless you disagree. But um, what do you think about Sanga, Philly, Toronto at both at home? This is tough because the matchups are really tough, but he's also been really, really, really good at home. He's got a one fifty seven ERA um, at home this year. I mean, he's really just gotten murdered on the road and even like the whip uh at home is is 117 um and i mean it's super small sample so it's hard to like you know really determine like is that just kind of luck of the draw um, yeah five roadies and four at home although it's funny because the road starts at oakland at miami uh, at your Giants, like he hasn't had the toughest road gauntlet, and at home, well, he hasn't at home either. Colorado, Miami, Toronto, uh, Tampa Bay, and Washington. So it's been kind of an and easy schedule overall. The walk rate is the same. Like it's yep. fourteen point seven at home and fourteen point four on the road. Uh, it's all just about his hit rate um, at at home being markedly less. So, um, I I think this is a deeper league only kind of play just because the matchups are are so potentially devastating against Toronto against Philly but I think I'm rolling with it in in a in a 15 team league I think you have to with Senga that strikeout upside the win potential I mean you don't have to there's a world where maybe you have a good enough staff but uh for the most part I'm going yeah 15s I'm passing in 12s and 10s where I can avoid it especially because there are some uh streamable two steps here that we've been talking about that I would sit Senga to to Mm -hmm. pick up maybe even this one Domingo Herman goes to Seattle and to the Dodgers. You talk about a home run guy. It's been his problem his entire career. He Everything else he does around it, though, is quite good. Uh, 26% K rate, 15% swing strike rate, backing it up. 5.3 hits per nine, which is excellent. 375 ERA, 0.90 whip. And that, that ERA whip discrepancy uh, is pretty much due to the homers. If he didn't allow so many homers, he would have a much better ERA to go with that sparkling whip. Can you take on the Domingo Herman scariness to go at Seattle and at the Dodgers this week? No, nah, the matchups are just too bad for me. Like I, I don't think I can. I, I mean, I think Anywhere? in deeper leagues. Okay, I think in deeper leagues, people are going to make the argument. I'm still trying to avoid it if I can. I mean, it's just I'm definitely going to go for him in in deeper. Would you do like the one good start from somebody over Herman? If we use the one we did earlier, the Lorenzen one, no. 
if you can find a, a, a tougher one, maybe. What about Blake Snell at Miami versus the Domingo Herman two-step? I think Blake Snell is unusable right now. Okay, so that's not even good enough then. What about where, where are you putting like a, a Logan Webb against Baltimore versus I'm this doing Webb. Yeah, I'm doing Webb for sure. Like I don't, I don't think that's a question for me. Alex Wood against Pittsburgh. I'm trying to find the right range here to even get you to think. I think I'm probably going the two step for Herman over the one one for Wood, Alex just Wood. because then you get at least two shots at a win for Herman, as opposed to potentially not even getting one. Because Wood doesn't always go five innings. So that's fair. That's fair. I, I understand you having some trepidation in shower, but I think I find myself landing on this in a decent number of spots. The LA one is terrifying. And it doesn't matter which LA, it is the Dodgers, but like Dodgers, Angels, both would scare me. But the trip to Seattle, I, I do like. And hopefully T Mobile can protect Herman's homers a little bit and set me up nicely on Monday to where I can take a little bit of heat on Sunday at the Dodgers. But if I can avoid it in shower leagues, I am, I will say this, this is an instance where if I had him in like a 12 or 10 and I didn't use him, I might not cut Herman. Mm -hmm. I could see a world where I don't start the two-step, but still keep him. Even though we often say, if you can't start in a two-step, cut the guy. Uh, let's move on to Paul Blackburn returning. He's back. I know it's Oakland, so the win probability is so far in the ground you cannot find it. Uh, he gets Atlanta at home and then a trip to Miami. So two good venues, his own, and then a trip to Miami. Is that enough to get on the Paul Blackburn train coming off the IL, though? First starts of the year. Uh, I don't think so, uh, especially because there's like very little strikeout upside with Paul Blackburn. So now you've got – very little upside in strikeouts, very little upside in wins. No um, win upside. Not very little. Yeah. None. Yeah. <laughs> mm -hmm. um, and the potential to just get absolutely shellacked versus Atlanta. I don't think I don't I wouldn't start on your team, much less. <laughs> I like when you said that one. That one's funny. Uh, yeah, no, I, I agree. I don't need to expound any further. Great first name, but that can't save you here. Ranger Suarez at the Mets and at Washington. Now you have a lefty you can talk about and how Washington. Yeah, yeah, he is a lefty. Right? Against he's left. This is an yeah. actual lefty. Uh, Suarez at the Mets in Washington. What are we thinking here? Uh, the Nationals are the third best team in baseball against left-handed pitching. There you go. You finally get to use. There you go. And they don't. They don't ever strike out against left. Yeah. They don't strike out against anybody really, but lefties they really don't. Mm -hmm. I've got Ranger Suarez in a number of leagues where I either picked him up or I stashed him, um, and I'm not even using him this week in a two step. I just think it's 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 potentially just too dangerous. Even though the Mets are awful against left handed pitching, so they are not very oh. good. This is tough. Um, I, I think you got to consider it in 15s, right? At least on the consideration list. Well, I will say the Mets don't strike out against lefties. They don't hit lefties, but they don't strike out either. So, oh yeah, they're yeah. So you got you got little strikeout upside against these two teams here, Washington and the Mets for Suarez, and he's not a huge strikeout guy to begin with. So that uh, can really undercut you. Yeah, and uh, actually, the Mets the Mets are actually. Not good against lefties. So no. So you got two teams. No, you. I they're, thought you said that. Oh uh, no, I said they're they're a decent uh, against them. Oh, um, oh no no no, and they don't strike yeah, out. Th and they don't really th hit them. 
308 Woba is 22nd in baseball. Um, yeah, I think, or, you know, so, so yeah, so they are bad. Um, they're, they're not good against lefties, but they don't strike out. So, yeah, I'm probably not touching this one. Herman think... or Suarez? Herman. Suarez or JP France? France. Suarez or Ben Lively at Boston, home to Milwaukee? Mm-hmm. Uh, Suarez. Yeah, I think so. I think, I think that's the line. Yeah, yeah, I think so too. All right, uh, moving on. Our next guy is Rich Hill, Dick Mountain. Trip to San Francisco, home to St. Louis. I can't time this guy to save my life, man. Like when I'm doing the SP chart, I'm rec- recommending or going against him. I'm like, ah, no, you know, this hasn't been going well. I don't think you need to go for it here. Six shutout innings. I'm like, okay, cool. Well, maybe I'll consider him here. Five earned. I have no idea. So I don't know. The problem is you could get seven total innings with him, right? You mm-hmm. just never know. He's 412 years old. But you look up as you often do on Rich Hill and you're like, oh, there's some encouraging things here. It's a 427 ERA. So this is deep leagues only right now. But it's a, you know, 52 strikeouts, 17 walks in 52 and two thirds. Like there's still some good elements there. He does give up too many hits, too many homers. It's a little nerve wracking anytime you're using this guy, but uh, is a trip to San Francisco and home to St. Louis worth considering for Rich Hill right now? Well, he's only given up one home run in his last six starts. So that's I mean, beautiful. Like he's, he's been a really, really good pitcher. Uh, if you don't like, you know, care too much about the, the last really you know, bad start against Texas, which mm-hmm. I think is understandable just because we, we'll good give that Texas a pass. Yeah. yeah. Um, uh, the Cardinals are the fifth best team in baseball against left-handed pitching. The mm. Giants are the third worst. So it's kind of like, one up, one are down. you, are you willing to take the shot on a guy um, against the Cardinals? Because you know that the Giants are so bad. The Giants are just atrocious against left-handed pitching. Um, I think I am. I've got him. I picked him up. I think in my my main event last week because I saw this savvy. Coming. Yeah, I love um, that move. And I just I knew that like I had enough pitching where I wasn't going to need him this week. Uh, so uh, I'm you know I am rolling him out um in that league next week and just praying to See what the, you got. Yeah, I gotta pray to those gods on Dick Mountain and hope that. Uh, <laughs> Go stand on high on Dick Mountain and (laughs) praise to them. Yeah, I think I'm with you here. You know, it's a consideration. Let's go back to Suarez real quick. Suarez at the Mets in Washington or Dick Mountain? Mountain. Yeah, no, I'm taking Rich Hill. Dick Mountain against uh, Domingo Herman. I'm taking Rich Hill. Okay. Rich Hill versus Jaime Berea. Taking Rich Hill. I think I'm Berea there. Mm -hmm. Rich Hill versus Logan Allen. I found your I found your break point. Your, I think your I'm taking consideration point. I think I'm taking Rich Hill. Okay. So you like you like Rich Hill quite a bit. Yeah, I do. I, I mean, I mean he, the Giants are just so bad against lefties. Yeah. So you're really hoping to get like six yeah. innings, eight Ks on that one, really set the foundation to where St. Louis doesn't hopefully mm-hmm. doesn't just totally erase the hell out yeah. of it. So we'll see. All right, uh, Ryan Weathers. 
was eh. He started this week. There were some pickups for him. I imagine that you know some of the savvier folks were doing what you did with Hill, where they saw, okay, he's set up for a two-step. So if he does well here, then I'm setting myself up for a potential two-step. Six innings, five runs at Washington, but four of them earned four strikeouts. We talked about how good Washington is against lefties. That's why I'm saying it wasn't mm-hmm. that terrible of an outing. But now Ryan Weathers gets um, – hang on, let me find it. Sorry. At, Minnesota, at Miami, at Miami, and then home – to the Cubs. Is that enough for you to consider Ryan Weathers in any deep formats? Uh, both teams are top 10 against left-handed pitching this year. Ugh, no, that's a hard pass. Yeah. That's a hard no, pass. No. I don't think we need to go any further than mm-hmm. that. All right, moving on to Yusei Kikuchi. I mentioned him earlier. I forgot he was even on this list when I did mention him. I forget who I compared. Oh, Tyler Wells. I said Tyler mm-hmm. Wells was like the premier version. Um, yeah, Milwaukee and at the Mets for Kikuchi. Also a lefty, by the way, if you have any good lefty stats. Just an absolute home run machine, man. And that's why even when things looked a little good early on, I didn't buy it for the life of me. He's been giving up a two homer nine all year. It's at two and a half now. Easy no for me, but I'm open to listening if you want to try to sell me on that 16% strikeout minus walk uh, being worth starting here. Milwaukee and at the Mets for Kikuchi. Let me talk you into it, okay? Okay, I'm listening. Uh, we talked about the Mets who Pass. they don't strike they don't strike out against left-handed pitching, yeah. but they're not good against left-handed pitching. Um, Milwaukee is the worst team in baseball against left-handed pitching this year. Really, two seventy-five woba and a thirty-one percent strikeout rate against left-handed pitching. Um, they both are in the bottom ten in ISO versus left-handed pitching. Is you gonna use Kikuchi? Now's the time. Yeah. I think you're right. Damn, you might have talked me into at least considering it. I, didn't I think realize this is Milwaukee. one where people are going to go. Kikuchi's so bad, there's no way I'd even you know pick him up. And I think he's going to be a pretty cheap stream on a two step against. Like I said, Milwaukee is by far the worst team in baseball against left handed pitching this year. And that 31 percent K rate, Kikuchi can leverage that. Mm-hmm. He he for, gets he gets his swings and misses for all his flaws. That's one thing for, he does. For context, the Giants and the uh, the Twins have you know twenty seven and a half, twenty eight percent strikeout rate. He uh, for the second the two second and third worst teams against left handed pitching. Thirty one percent is like three to four percent higher. Like that crazy. is crazy. Milwaukee is atrocious against left handed pitching. Okay, you know what? I'm 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 in the consideration at least here. Let's uh, throw some names. Kikuchi versus. Let's start with Herman. I think I'm going Kikuchi. I mean, they're both home run machines because it's the Dodgers there. I think mm-hmm. I've, I think you might have brought me all the way to where I'm now taking him over Domingo Herman. Mm-hmm. Um, what about Kikuchi? Logan Allen. Let's go right to Logan Allen again. I think I'm taking Kikuchi. I think so, too. And then against the guy I said was the premium version of him, Tyler Wells. I still think it's Wells for me. No, I I mean, if you're going to go with a homer machine, at least you get the strikeout upside with Kikuchi going up. And I mean, they're both potentially going to give up home. Cleveland, San Francisco for Wells is really nice. Mm, How how are you guys against righties? How how are the Giants against righties? We're much better against righties. Okay, so that that doesn't... Cleveland is a nice setup, but uh, San Francisco, definitely. 
a little scarier than okay. Uh, we uh, let's see, San Francisco is the ninth best team in Woba against right handed okay. pitching this year. Uh, okay. However, Cleveland is the worst team in baseball versus right hand pitching, but they don't strike out. Oh wait, wait, no, they're going to he is Cleveland, so he's going up against. You said who's the second one? Uh, no, 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 oh, no, 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 no. This we're is Wells. Wells. It yeah, is Cleveland. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So yeah, they're the worst, but they don't strike out. It's a nineteen percent strikeout rate against right. Second so. best uh, as far as lowest um, Cleveland with that strikeout rate. Okay, that's fair. I do think that they're they're pretty close. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm not as strident Wells as I was. You did yeah, so I mean, good job. Yeah, I'm still I scared because home runs are terrifying. But I will mm-hmm. consider Kikuchi in deep leagues. He is a considerable pickup where he's available. Um, what are you going twelves with Kikuchi at all? Do you think? Or do I think any I other make, options? I can make the argument, but it's it, that's difficult. Like, okay, I mean, yes, we, we'd have to see what, all what's available from these guys. It can all go wrong. I mean, like yeah. when, anytime when it's you're a home Kikuchi, run guy. Yep. Yeah, like it can all go wrong pretty quickly. Totally agree. Last guy here, just one. I don't think it's a yes because of the matchups, but I got to give Trevor Williams some shine. He's been a decent deep league streamer this year. He's put some Mm -hmm. decent things together. Now, again, because it's LA, the Dodgers um, and Philly, Dodgers on the road, Philly at home, that's pretty scary. So it's probably an easy no for me. But again, just wanted to put a little spotlight on him. 432 ERA, 124 whip. Those don't jump off the page at you, but for deep leagues, there's been some streamability. I, I think it's really just to give him some love for that, unless you're trying to sell me on this two-step. But what do you think of Trevor Williams and what he's been doing this year? Um, yeah, he's been kind of a, a really nice matchups play in deeper leagues. He's one of those guys like uh, that kind of fell into the Patrick Corbin and Madison Baumgartner tier of starting pitchers that I would grab at the end of uh, draft champions. Um, and so like I have used him quite a bit in leagues where I'm just absolutely decimated with injuries. But yeah, you need I think I... Good. I think I'd rather start a crappy middle reliever and know that at least I'll only get two bad innings this week as opposed (laughs) to like 12 really bad innings because the Dodgers are the second best team in baseball against right-handed pitching and the Phillies are the eighth best. Uh, No thanks. Yeah, that's the problem with these matchups here. Again, just really wanted to kind of underscore the fact that there has been some deep league viability. It does not come to the forefront this week. I would not start Trevor Williams anywhere, but maybe if the matchups lighten up next week and beyond, then you start considering him again. All right. Who's your favorite of this group? Is it, is it Dick mountain? Um, yeah. I mean, it's Copac, but like, Oh he, yeah. Yeah. But that yeah. he's only shallow availability. Yeah. I, th- I think, I think Dick Mountain is probably my favorite. And I think Kikuchi, though, I mean, he is one of those guys yeah, where, like, can have some availability too. Yeah, he's going to be available in a fair amount of leagues. Um, so, like, if you, if, if you're, especially leagues where, like, IL spots are rampant and stuff, mm-hmm. like, you know, there's a lot, that means there's a lot less on the waiver wire than there normally would be. Um, I think Kikuchi is one of those guys that I'm, I'm going to take the gamble stream with. Uh, it's definitely risky, but uh, I'm interested. How much this time next week will we will we be cursing Michael Kopech if he fails against the I, Angels? I I mean, it's not the failing. You understand if it's against the Angels, it's against the Tigers. Yeah, that's true. If he comes so out that's the weekend walk, if he comes out and walks five and gives up two home runs against your Tigers, I'm you know I'm going to be screaming at you. Like yeah. Yeah, it's it'll not really fault. your fault, but, but it, it will, will be. feel uh, it'll feel like your fault. Yeah. 
again, I'm not wishing that for him. Even though I cut him, I hope he does well. I'll I'll be fine. I, I, I need him. him to do well. He you need him single, to be. Yeah, he almost single handedly brought me to like under five ERA. Like I'm I'm so close right now. So yeah, um, I'm I'm now in the I root for him because he's a he's a pitcher I do like, and I just I just want him to be good because when he's good, it's mm-hmm. fun. But yeah. uh, I no longer have the vested interest because I cut him, and I don't regret it. I'm happy with where my pitch. My pitching is not my problem. So uh, I sound like I'm coping. Maybe I am, but uh, you're really, co-pecking. I am co-pecking. But again, you look at my team. If he could hit, then I would be having the issue because I still have single-digit hitting points. I know it's up to eleven. Oh, my offense is popping off, dude. But I have forty-six and a half pitching, which is like fourth or fifth in the league. So it's like. It, it isn't my pitching, but anyway, I don't want to get into a diatribe about my team. Justin, what do you got going on this weekend? Anything going for Memorial Day? Uh, I mean, my kid's sick, so probably not. I oh, will yeah, be recording with Jason, so that'll Excellent. be uh, that'll be nice. So, y'all got a guest? Uh, uh, we don't have a guest as of right now. I may try okay. to see if I can pull someone in, but um, we'll at least uh, get an episode up Sunday uh, Sunday morning or dark Monday. Week. So uh, you and I can figure out what we want to do with that. But uh, Fangraphs is off on Monday, so enjoy your time. Hopefully the kid is doing better. Maybe you guys can uh, hang out or whatever. I'll be streaming all day Monday watching some baseball. So if people want to hang out doing that, we'll be doing that. But Justin, have a great weekend. I will talk to you later. Take it easy.